Welcome to Can, Can We, we talk, talk About This? I'm your host, Amberly from The Power of Birth. And I'm your producer, Rajelle from Be Designs. And together we created this podcast to talk about women's health and the things that really matter. We have a real passion and focus on women's health and wellness and overall emphasize the importance of talking about maternal health. We chat to experts and continue sharing your stories. We're here to start the conversation, raise awareness, spread the word, call out gaps in the system and implicit biases. And we hope you learn something or even if you're just screaming yes the entire podcast. This is not a place for small talk. We're about real talk. And when we know better, we do better. And we challenge you to start this conversation elsewhere. Rajelle, we're doing a podcast. I know, I'm really far away from the mic. (laughs) (laughs) We're somehow making this work. Well, this episode was basically to introduce ourselves, get to know us a little bit more, and really just kind of sum up why this, why now? Yeah, like why are we doing this? Why are we doing this now? And I guess to apply context to it, who we are and a bit of our story, but we won't bore you too much. And yeah, so I guess that's it. Okay, well, I guess I'll start us off. So for those who maybe don't know who I am, my name's Amber Lee. I live on the Gold Coast and I'm a mum of two and I'm currently on maternity leave from flight attending and finishing my honours in psychology. And so, yeah, my, my kids are pretty young, but we're, I wouldn't be able to do it without the support I have from my in-laws, um, who, yes, are your parents, Rogel. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been a... A hard couple of years, a, a tricky couple of years trying to transition into being a mom and figuring that all out and relearning lots of things about myself and then still trying to be a somebody in the world as well. It can be really tricky sometimes. The fun stuff is like, you know, I love yoga and Pilates and I love people, but I also love to hate people. <laughs> And you can almost always win me over with chocolate. I am a huge chocolate lover. I usually introduce myself as like, I'm a chocolate enthusiast (laughs) or something dumb like that. I don't know. I guess I I never take no for an answer. And I always, I've always tried to figure out things for myself and on my own, you know, with guidance. And yeah, I guess you could say that I have a big mouth. And so I guess I'm putting that to use and doing a podcast. (laughs) And I guess I'm here to edit and produce that podcast because that is my job title at the moment. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rigel and I am the producer and editor for this podcast. I have just recently graduated from a Bachelor of Health Sciences majoring in public health, but I very recently just decided to go back to university to study secondary education. It's a very big difference, I know, and it's really random, um, but... Who really knows what they're doing at this age, am I right? But for my fun stuff that I like to do in my spare time, I don't even really know because all I've known for the past however many years is studying. Is studying a hobby? No, I'm just kidding. I enjoy music. I like to sing and some people say that I'm pretty good at it. I can play guitar, but probably not very well anymore because I feel like I haven't picked up a guitar in a very long time. I've recently taken an interest in fitness and working out and whatnot, but life's been pretty hectic so far, so that's kind of taken a backseat, which it shouldn't, but, you know, it has. It happens. I am currently getting into digital design and drawing, so all of the designs and I want to say pretty posts, but I don't want to toot my own horn. All of the posts and all of the 
power of birth to science you see is made by yours truly. And this recent interest in digital design is also one of the reasons why I've joined the power of birth. One of the many reasons why I have joined the power of birth. And now apparently I'm into editing audio and producing content. So that's how I ended up on this podcast. Yeah, so I guess from the the website and the socials and things and really getting that off the ground and running with it, we've put together this podcast. I guess the next question is then why this and why now? So why this podcast? Why, why we think this is necessary and uh, why we've decided to focus on what we're focusing on, which is... Um, generally women's health with like a specialized focus in maternal health and I'm here because of my story but also because of so many others so yeah I just started the power birth Instagram page which is purely just an Instagram page really um when I was overdue with my second baby and I've always kind of been obsessed with birth stories and you know I saw my sister-in-law give birth and I was very I guess very much intrigued about that side of life and what women experience before I even maybe consciously knew that I, that I was so interested in it. And I also never thought I'd have my own children. I, I, I fell pregnant, um, surprisingly. So, uh, you know, you just kind of keep going with the flow and one thing after another. Yeah. And I just continued sharing stories on this page. And then I guess with my psychology background I started and my psychology background and my own journey I started talking about maternal mental health and it's funny you know when I opened up to the kind of the people around me and then I guess randoms on the internet they also started opening up too and I constantly just always wondered like why nobody was talking about this stuff if we're all going through it so I started talking about it and it really opened the floodgates Eventually, I thought about, you know, doing something that would help raise awareness and share support networks and organizations that were available because I realized not everybody knows about them because we're not talking about it. Um, So I and so many others organized a fundraiser for Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia. And, you know, that that would not have happened without all of the the people, the organizations, the companies and businesses and individuals that helped put that together, it would not have been what it was without them. So when I say I, it's not just me. (laughs) Um, And I'm so grateful for everybody that did, that came and and donated and participated and, and shared about it and shared their stories and, you know, our amazing speakers that we had and Um, Ari in particular being so brave and vulnerable and sharing her story with her battles of personal depression and and prolapse and things so yeah I felt like it was really powerful um, because of uh, all the people involved and you know after the event everyone was so grateful that you know we did something like that and and was grateful that we were talking about the realities of motherhood and I guess that's because on social media we don't see reality a lot of the time and then that makes us maybe feel ashamed if we feel differently to what's represented. Um, but as for the health aspect of this podcast and why, I, you know, can we talk about this? Like obviously, I mean, I, I guess I've kind of covered that, like people aren't talking about these really important things. But honestly, there is a real lack in women's health. We tend to 
pathologize women and pathologize motherhood. And this goes right back throughout history, like for centuries. People kind of are scared of the word feminism these days. I find they're like, oh, I'm not a feminist because that that means you're a man hater. Whereas it's like, I'm really sad that feminism is kind of losing what it really is, which is, you know, it's just fighting and advocating for women's rights. And doesn't matter male or female, you can fight and advocate for women's rights. A man hater is not a feminist, they're a man hater. <laughs> There's a big difference between the two. But I, I almost feel like feminism was necessary to come about because we really needed this perspective and this discussion and conversation surrounding women because when women have been given very little regard and just a bit of trivia for you. Um, this, this goes back for centuries. Like women were not always oppressed. But, you know, somehow we get to the 16th century and women are burned at the stake for being witches and there was all like these conspiracies around women only. Um, And then by the 1800s, women were considered, um, and I quote, unstable, unpredictable, unwell, insane, difficult, unquote. Um, And this was kind of the language used around women. And so therapies and remedies were created, uh, especially for women, where essentially they were medicated and locked up for feeling things like being chronically tired or depressed or angry. You know, women were oppressed. They can't work. They can't vote. They can't own property. Um, women were the property of their husband. They had certain expectations like to raise children and wait on their husbands and look a certain way. And I guess by the 1900s, feminism had kind of started achieving a lot of uh, a lot of those rights for women like work and voting And becoming more independent and kind of breaking free of that oppression in ways. Um, But today I find that it's more internalized. This discrimination is internalized and women, women do it to women. (laughs) This is how bad it gets. And I think that women have been disposable throughout our healthcare. Um, And I think we've seen that all over the world. It's really appalling, like just simple things like normalizing period pain and, you know, it, the fact that it takes like eight to 10 years to get a diagnosis for endometriosis or adenomyosis. Um, and some people may not even know what that is, <laughs> you know, um, normalizing incontinence. No, like, what are we doing? This is, while absolutely it's common, it's not normal, but you know, because you're a woman, it's like, oh, well, you've had a baby. Like that's just what happens. And it's so accepted in our healthcare. Um, even simply things like standard procedures. So for example, um, inserting an IUD, um, women aren't offered pain relief for something that's so invasive and can be so painful for some people. Whereas less invasive procedures, they're offered pain relief. Like it's really bizarre when you really start like getting, like really start digging deep, you can really start to see this kind of cycle where it's like okay nobody's really talking about the gaps here yeah I just feel like particularly in women's health we are generally dismissed or unheard or pathologized in our experiences and while I think we definitely have come a long way and I think it's worth acknowledging that um, but we still are continually continually failing women And I think it has a lot to do with these kind of internalized patriarchal attitudes and implicit biases that we've received, you know, in the messages we receive from society. And, you know, because I guess it's so normalized, 
we then accept. Um, but I guess I'm one of those people that I'm not willing to accept and I want to be having these conversations and I want to be somehow driving for change. Um, but I think having that conversation in the first place is really important. And I think being informed is being informed and educated on our health is really empowering. Um, in terms of what I mean by maybe internalized biases or internalized patriarchal attitudes, um, let me give you an example. So if a woman is 35 and not married and doesn't have children, you know, lives on her own, maybe has a great career or not, um, what do we think about her? And then if you flip it and put a man in that scenario, so he's 35, not married, no children, great career or not, um, what do we think about him? And I think the language and discussion around those two different beings is very different. You know, there's something wrong with that woman. Why isn't she married? Why doesn't she want children? That's very much the conversation. Whereas I think if you have a 35-year-old man in that scenario, it's, oh, he's a bachelor living his best life. He's got a great whatever. You know, it's really different. Um, And that's just one example. Yeah, so I just think with that, we're indirectly taught these these biases and just simply through you know the society that we live in and this could probably look different culturally and in different countries and things too um but that's certainly the way that that things are done here in the west and anyway I digress (laughs) (laughs) I realized I guess how much more women needed than what we were getting And, you know, we need each other. We need less judgment. We need connection and support and love and validation and change to this one-sided expectation and bias that women experience. And in particular, mothers. Um, Mothers are definitely forgotten. I feel like we are failing women in motherhood. And, you know, an example of that, I guess, is you fall pregnant. Everyone's so happy for you. You know, they're always asking about the baby um, then you have the baby and there's very very little regard for you as the mother. Um, people want to come and visit the baby and have a cuddle generally. And all of a sudden you're expected to act as if you haven't just had a baby. Um, like you aren't severely sleep deprived and your body has to bounce back despite, you know, the immense pain and long recovery. And meanwhile, you're still t- trying to adjust to this whole experience that you've that you've gone through and that you're transitioning into and your life has drastically changed and you've changed as a person. Um, So yeah, I guess you could say through my own experiences and the experiences of the people around me and that people that I've shared with me um, and, you know, throw in a little bit of my studies. um, I continued to see this, this immense imbalance um, between, you know, women, mothers and, and the rest of the world um, but I won't go into my story here. Uh, I, I did a podcast with the Nurtured Village podcast, uh, Emma Gray and Caitlin Bywater. Um, so you can find my story on there. I just didn't, I guess, want to rehash it here. That wasn't the point. <laughs> that wasn't the point of this um, discussion. Um, but, you know, hyperemesis, birth trauma, personal anxiety, hormone imbalances, severe nutrient depletion, postpartum rage, um, a little bit of pelvic floor dysfunction and yeah, my mental health overall suffered. So it's been a, it's been a weird couple of years and I'm on the other side of it now. And after recovering um, and finding 
and I guess trying to navigate my health through the current healthcare system that we have and knowing knowing what I knew and then going into it and realizing oh we're missing so so much and I guess I discovered um, this fire in me and I, I wanted to help fill the gap so that's why you're so passionate about everything that you talk about and I love listening to you this is why I wanted you to start a podcast everyone's gonna want to listen to you as well um, I mean, for me, I've always been very interested in health and healthcare, and I think it stemmed from coming from a developing country. So I came from the Philippines, but I pretty much grew up in Australia. I moved here when I was turning seven or eight. And yeah, growing up here, I could see the differences between these two countries. It's almost like being in two different worlds. I could see the flaws in the healthcare system and it made me really sad. Because everyone deserves basic healthcare. No one deserves to live in a world where getting sick means the end of it all. And studying this further in uni, I knew that something needed to change. That there's gaps in the system that have been overlooked for so long and people just aren't talking about it. But in finishing my first degree, things were still pretty blurry for me. But since helping Emberly, it's so weird to call you that, with the power of birth, Things have become a little bit more linear for me, but I haven't had my own children yet. So I think this podcast and everything with the power of birth will be more of a learning experience for me. And I don't know. I feel like this is stuff that I want to talk about, but it's like it's in this it's under the same umbrella, but it's not like in the same category, if that Mm. makes sense. So it's about like, yeah, talking about the health gaps, talking about what's wrong with the system. But because I haven't been through that and because you know, it's not my journey at this moment in time. I find it difficult to talk about. So you're on the other side of it. What about then talking about it? What do you think that's done for you being a part of this conversation, even though you want, you know, it was something that you didn't know was necessarily an issue? I feel like it kind of sparked, like, you know how you talk about your light bulb moments. I feel like I've had a lot of light bulb moments since starting and working with the power of birth, especially because it's all about womanhood. It's all about motherhood. And it's not something that I would think about, but all of the things that, you know, you taught me and all of the things that I've read on the page, it's kind of just like, how, why didn't I know this? And an ongoing trend with everyone that we've spoken to and an ongoing trend with my group of friends is... People don't know about this until it's happening to them. And I feel like that shouldn't be the case. Like, why why aren't people talking about this? Can we talk about this? And going back to what I studied at uni, it was that, have you ever heard of like the, the downstream and upstream prevention method things? A lot of the times nowadays, health professionals tend to focus on the downstream. So like, if you think of a river and people are falling into the river, at the top, like at the top of the river. And what mainstream medicine at the moment is doing is they're catching them at the end of the river. But if we build a fence at the top of the river to stop those people from falling in, then we wouldn't have to be exhausting so many resources on trying to catch them and get them out of the river. So I don't understand why there's so many people falling into the river in the first place. And if we, if this is, if this conversation is something that's normalized, I feel like we can catch a lot of those people before they fall into that. This isn't like a podcast to be like um, 
I'm anti-mainstream healthcare, <laughs> like absolutely not. We need it. And we're so privileged in this country to have it. Yeah, of course. Uh, for free and, you know, or having Medicare subsidize it even and having these support organizations that have been created. Um, you know, we have a lot of free resources and we're very privileged and we're very lucky. And, you know, we definitely have one of the best healthcare systems in the world, but I can't ignore what's happening at the same time. And I feel like that's something I really admire about you. It's because when you see something wrong, you're like, I need to fix it. I, I, need, I need to do something about this. Is that admirable? I don't know. Yes. Because <laughs> I can't. I, like if some, if some, if food comes out of a restaurant and it's not what I ordered, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. Like you're, you're, what you initially wanted to do in psychology was, I don't want to say deviated because I know that you still want to go back into that eventually, but was temporarily deviated because you saw something wrong with what you experienced and you needed to do something about it and you needed to spread awareness about it and you needed to talk about it. And I can't do that. I think I would have been okay with it if it was just me falling through the cracks and being like, oh, okay, everybody else seems fine and it's just me. And, you know, there's a whole other side to that if you ever felt that way. Um, but I couldn't ignore it because I had what feels like and probably was hundreds of women talking to me and almost telling me the same thing. It's like we'd been through the same experience and had differences in our experience, but ultimately the outcome was the same. That being dismissed, unheard, normalized, and I really have issues with that word normalized because I think we're normalizing a lot of the wrong things um, and I think we need to be more conscious and talking about you know the contributing factors the whys and the history and yeah I think biases are a huge part of this as well and like I said women are doing it to women it's not a man problem these days um, it very much is like it doesn't matter it's men and women together so we need men and women coming together to fill the gaps. And I mean, at this point, it's a podcast and it's pure conversation and it's to hopefully reach people that um, maybe have that light bulb moment or maybe go back and say, hey, you know what? This is wrong and this is what I need. I actually know what I need now. Or, um, you know, being able to recognize the gaps themselves. Yeah, and I think we as individuals need to be doing our own research and decide what's right for us and be more informed and be educated. But we can't continue to ignore this. Um, the history of women's health is pretty shocking. I mean, you just have to look it up for yourself. Yeah, you know, like we need things like better funding and research. And I think that we can achieve these things and that we are achieving these things. But if we're not talking about it and we're not advocating for it, it's not going to happen. And I guess it goes back, I think something that really resonated with me since the very beginning of you starting this power of birth thing, I forget who said it or when when it was said, but the fact that birth, motherhood and all of these things has been happening since literally the beginning of time, but it's still going so wrong. Well, yeah, I think, you know, if we just compare, I always compare the Philippines because it's where my husband's from that's where you're from I know uh, you know a lot of Filipinos now because of it and I've been to the Philippines several times now in my life and we're always talking about how different uh, it is and obviously while they would absolutely appreciate the healthcare system that we have 
they have a village and they have community and they that everybody knows everybody and it's you can walk into anybody's house and you're welcomed and I think um you know a community like that they really do uh, you know, if someone's unwell, they're very well taken care of. They're, they're supported, they're held, they're, um, the village is there for them. Um, and even if they don't make it, the village is then there for their family. And that's really lacking here. And like we were just saying before, like nowadays, we're not even talking to our neighbours. Like it, that's, that's the reality of how we're living. It is, it is very individual and about you and yourself and I think that's why we need to be advocating. And I think I think that's why it's important to be having these conversations because you don't know what you don't know, but when you do know, you do better. Mm. Going back to the whole you don't know what you don't know is the whole community and the village aspect of the Philippines versus that of living here in Australia. I didn't realize how big of a difference it was until you brought it up. I really wish that we had the best of both worlds we had the village and we had the accessible healthcare and you know we were we were looked after in all of those ways and i just think being conscious about the language that we use around women because there were um a clinical psychologist in the states dr Aurelie athen who who revived the term matrescence and matrescence is a podcast go and listen to it <laughs> um a podcast episode and she you know, she even said when she does this um, little exercise every beginning of her semesters and she says to her class, when I say postpartum, you say, and generally it's followed with depression. Really? Yeah. And, you know, these are uni students, so they're there to learn. I think, it, you know, this is like a reproductive identity classes that sad. she does. Yeah, but this is very much like the language around women. That's true. And, you know, these are just examples that I'm throwing and I always encourage people to do their own research and make up their own minds. Um, I also think it's important too maybe to note here that, um, you know, here we are talking about biases and whatnot. And while I try really hard to be um, conscious about my implicit biases, they always come out in some way. And so um, while I want to be having discussions with, all kinds of people in all kinds of fields, um, whether they agree with me or not, I I really strongly believe that we need to be aware and that we need to be informed and educated and that we have to maybe do a lot of that work ourselves. And in saying that, you know, this podcast might be great, maybe not. Um, that's up to you to decide. But also using so many different resources and so many different perspectives is I think healthy because then you can really find where you fit Mm. so you know we we may offer one thing but then another podcast or another professional or another you know research study or whatever whatever it is offers something else and you know so while maybe people sit here and be like I disagree or I agree you know go and do the work yourself and work Mm. it out so now that we kind of have an understanding of the why this why now specifically I guess what do you want to talk about in this podcast yeah I think a lot of the things that I want to talk about they kind of sometimes they do have um, an underlying maternal health issue Um, so 
you know, things like birth um, and perinatal mental health and, you know, fertility and miscarriage and grief and loss and trauma and rage and expectations and isolation and relationships and all of that. I do really think it's also necessary to be talking about like toxic belief systems and Mm. body image and vaginas and periods and, um, you know, the female anatomy. So I'm really looking forward to learning a lot. And I think I already have. Uh, We're recording this at the end of our first season. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to talking about these things and continuing to advocate for women. And then also I'm really excited to, I guess, hear the, the feedback as well. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to get this perfect as much as I'd like to. Um, but, you know, I, w- I want to be hearing the good and the bad. <laughs> mm. So, Rogel, what do you want to be talking about? You're on the other side of the fence. I'm on the other side of the fence. Um, I think when we very first, I think you asked me this question before we started the podcast and you were like, what do you want to talk about? And I think my response is the same in that it's, I think for me, this podcast will be more of a learning experience, as you just said, because we're going to be talking a lot about things that I haven't necessarily experienced myself. So I think it goes back to that um, no, what's it like knowing, not knowing what I don't know. Mm. Is that what we were talking about? And so essentially preparing myself for when I am ready for this journey, when I am ready to try and have my own children, hopefully, because, you know. But I imagine women's health maybe has something uh, something personal in it for you because you've been diagnosed with PCOS. Mm. And, you know, we don't know what your journey is going to look like and maybe things will happen, maybe they will take time and then how to navigate that as well. You know, so I, I see that as a big part of your why um, in regards to women's health. It terrifies me to the point that I don't even think about it. I've only recently started thinking seriously about my PCOS when I began with the power of birth. Well, I wonder, you know, what's going to be your story this is where being informed and educated can be really empowering for people like you. If you're seen and heard, if you're validated, if you're taken seriously and if you're given options that make sense to you and that are explained well to you and that are well-researched, your story can be really empowering. And so I think when those things are lacking, that's when we can have trouble. So yeah, it's a great passion. And I guess just to finish off... What are your hopes for the podcast then? I just want people to have the same light bulb moments that I did, regardless of whether or not they themselves have had children, are thinking of children, or even if they're like, I'm never going to have kids. Like, it's it's worth knowing all of these things. I know a few people that have said, yeah, I'm never going to have kids, but like, you have mothers, you have sisters, you have aunties, you have people that you know that would benefit from talking about the things that are happening to them so I just it's really about starting the conversation I want yeah that that's my host for this podcast like I want people to start talking about the things that we've been afraid to talk about for so long I hope at some point we action some of the things that we talk about you know I always ask our guests like what can we be doing and I hope people take that on board and you know 
I think it's necessary to reduce fear. Sometimes there's a lot of fear around some of the topics we're talking about. You know, hopefully someone will learn a thing or two. Um, I hope it validates and resonates with people. And, you know, maybe maybe it'll help just one person. And I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Even if it's just the same person listening to all of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. It'll be me listening to it over and over again, being like, yes, you girls go. Yeah, we really don't know how this is going to go. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well done. High five. (laughs) The end. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening and would like to share your story with us or feel compelled to talk about issues surrounding women's health, please don't hesitate to reach out. We would love to hear from you. You can find us at The Power of Birth on Instagram and Facebook or on our website, thepowerofbirth.net. If you loved this episode, we would love it if you left us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and share us with your family and friends. The conversation has to start somewhere. Thank you again for listening and we hope you join us in the next episode.